HTML, May, Season 4. Hi, you're on the internet and we're in your ears because we're doing a podcast that you have somehow clicked on. Sorry if it was a mistake, but hopefully you meant to listen to HTWOW. Hi, T with Old Waver. I'm Dave. I'm the Old Waver part. He's Toby. He's the high T part. Say hi. Hello. And we are about to embark on the journey of episode 46 of HTWOW. We've done 46 of these now. Unbelievable. And we're making so many plans for not only next month, but for our epic 50th show. Ooh. If you have ideas, you know, drop us a line at htwellpod at gmail.com. Uh, but before we get to four of the hottest, most cutting-edge jams that you could possibly listen to here today, I don't think that you could find four more cutting-edge hot jams on your own if you tried. So just don't even try and listen to this pod and you'll be blown away. But before we get to that, I want to tell you two things. One, our sponsor, Positive Spin Records, P-O-Z-I-T-I-V-E spin.com. They are the HTWOW vinyl sponsors and you can win a free copy of this month's HTWOW vinyl of the month, which is the Smith's Hatful of Hollow. So just go to positivespin.com and look for HTWOW in the banner and submit your email address and you can win and uh, shop while you're there. They have a great selection of uh, new releases, of uh, re-releases, reissues, uh, all brand new stuff. And uh, they will ship it to you for $5 flat rate shipping or, or free shipping if you spend over $99. Uh, they are good friends of the pod, and we encourage you to check them out for your vinyl needs. Also want to direct your attention to oldwaver.com, where you can find all the old pods. You can see uh, pictures. You can read track lists. You can see the beers that we drank. And uh, you can also sign up for the After Dark podcast, click on premium, or go to patreon.com and search HTWOW. And uh, for as little as $5 a month, you can get the super drunk, super awesome, uh, extra sized after party of this podcast, which is the After Dark. And if you pay $5 as a patron, you also get a koozie and stickers and the pride of knowing that you are supporting a small business. <laughs> During COVID times. <laughs> Stay tuned for more fun from HDWOW next. Mm -hmm. Maybe that this past two years of purgatory, this past two years of treading water, that I've survived it and now I'm ready to reap the rewards. I'm ready to be... Uh, rewarded for my patience and have a, a brand new outlook on life because everything is going to be brand new. I know. It's like you're you're about to become a beautiful butterfly. Uh-huh. The rain falls hard on a humdrum town This town has dragged you down Town. This town has dragged you down. No. 
Wow, your best podcast friends. There it is. I'm Dave at Old Waver on Twitter. I'm the Old Waver part. He's Toby. He's the high tea part at Toby Pipes on Twitter. And together, we make this podcast every month for you. It's a song swap and a beer swap. Um, we drink a couple beers and we spin a couple tunes a piece and we talk about them and we talk about stupid stuff. And uh, we put it on the internet for you to find and listen. And if you're here, we thank you. I mean, we get new listeners, new readers, as you like to call them, every mm -hmm. month. And uh, we're growing steadily. Um, the uh, After Dark, our patrons have kind of uh, plateaued a little bit. I might need to um, unveil a special promotion later on. Oh, okay. I've been, been thinking. I thought about this on the way down here today. You thought about marketing and promotions. Yeah, I thought about uh, just a a publicity stunt to, oh. to get new patrons. Cool. But uh, go to oldwaver.com and click on premium if you want to learn more about that. Um, like an evil Knievel kind of thing. Maybe. Yes. Maybe we we can workshop it when we talk about it. Um, we yeah. also want to give a shout out to our brand new sponsor that we introduced to you last month, Positive Spin Vinyl. Woo! It's uh, found at positivespin.com with a Z, P-O-Z-I-T-I-V-E, spin.com. And uh, they are our vinyl sponsor because every month they give away a copy of the HTWOW Album of the Month. And the HTWOW Album of the Month this month, as you may have uh, pieced together with our intro song, is The Smith's Hatful of Hollow. That's a good record, Dave. It's a really good record. I it's... mean, we've kicked off the first two with this sponsor with some two great records. Yeah. Now, Hatful of Hollow is not a proper record. It's a uh, collection. It's like Peel Sessions and Singles. 
like mm-hmm. non-album stuff. Uh, but it's probably my favorite. I've probably listened to that more than even Louder Than Bombs. Mm-hmm. I loved that record when I was a kid. I, it took me a long time to realize that those were uh, Peel Session things because turns out the band's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really good. It does not sound like a live recording. Yeah. So uh, They're all not live recordings, right? Some of them are. No, some of them are studio versions. Yeah. But yeah, I think maybe half of them are live Peel Sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you would like to win a copy of Hatful of Hollow, go to positivespin.com and on the top of uh, the website, the banner, you can see win the HTWOW album of the month. So click that and type in your email address and you could get a free copy, a repressing of Hatful of Hollow. So that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Have, have I, um, I've never done a report on John Peel, have I? No, you've done Stephen Street, but not John Peel. Man. That's a good one. Write that down, Steve. <laughs> Write that down. We need to remember that. Put that on the... You got it, Mr. Pipes. <laughs> Put that on the dry erase board. John Peel. Star. Yeah, I mean, that probably would maybe uh, be a whole episode. That might be. You'd like, have to like maybe we both too. Maybe we both cherry-pick some John Peel session things wow that'd be fun wouldn't it you want to do that for june are we already teasing it sure and unless something better comes up <laughs> i mean there won't be so mm. who cares all right. All, right. all right june john june. Pe- john peel june john peel june mark it down steve you got it mr pipe perfect now we'll never forget um and uh as i mentioned we do drink beer on this podcast uh, everyone say hello to our beer sponsor, Good Friend Package, 1155 PV Avenue in uh, Far East Dallas, Casa Linda. They make fine breakfast and lunch sandwiches, and uh, then their place across the street, Good Friend uh, Burger Bar and Beer Garden, has wonderful burgers uh, for lunch and dinner. So uh, please go uh, see Matt and tell him we said hello. And uh, I did not get these from them again, but I just, you know, I like to say hi to them. Yeah. Uh, we're hyper-local this I think month. That, I think that we should, um, let, let's get back on it in June. We're calling Matt. It's happening. Okay, I'll text him. Um, we're hyper-local with the beers this month. I did go back to my hole-in-the-wall uh, beer store corner market. Well, in Greenville? Or, yeah, whatever it's called, corner something. And um, I got, uh, to kick us off, a brand new beer from Oak Highlands Brewery. We've had Oak Highlands on here before, I think. Probably their most famous is uh, Freaky Deaky. Have you seen that in bars around town? No, no, I have not. It's good. It's like a Belgian. Okay. Um, But this is a brown ale. It's called Tejano Pecano. A brown ale with Texas pecans. A 6.2. Mm-hmm. It says, this award-winning brown ale is made with roasted Texas pecans. We roast the pecans in-house and add them directly to the mash. The result is a light-bodied beer that is amber in color with the right balance of malty sweetness and pecan flavor. Have you tried it? Not yet, but you do say pecan right. I, di- I didn't say pecan. 
No, I mean, I understand in different parts of the country, you're allowed to say... You're allowed to, but there is a correct way to say it. Yeah, and it's pecan. Mm-hmm. That's good. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Remember? Remember? Yes. It's like a, um... It's like a Newcastle with, uh... Like a a pecan rim. (laughs) Like, Like you dusted the rim. sounds gross when you say rim. <laughs> does it make you think of last month's pod? Yeah, it does. Um, I like this. Do you, um, are you the type of person that would get like a bag of pecans and like uh, grab a handful and like, do you like a pecan? What's happening over there? Sorry. Scam call. <laughs> um, are you saying uh, shelled or unshelled, first of all? Well, of course shelled. Yeah. I don't mind selling them either. I just mean, basically, do you like pecans? Would you? I be, love pecans. They don't have to be in a pie or anything. You would just no. eat a pecan. Yeah, I do. I do every once in a while at the grocery store get just the plain roasted pecans. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like the uh, the fun flavor pecan. I will get the straight up just plain ass pecan and we'll... salted or just roasted, no salt. Either what are they always? What what what's the? They're called the mammoth pecan. I don't know that. Is that right? Oh. Whatever it is. Maybe that's an H E B thing. It could be, but I grab those bags and we'll just have it in the pond tray. And we'll just run by every now and then full on handful. Yeah. Pecans. I do I, I have tried to switch to nuts, legumes <laughs> uh for uh my snacking. You tried to switch to nuts? Yeah, I've I've because I do just um tend to snack throughout the day or in the afternoon mm-hmm. and uh lord knows i love a chip nuts but i uh i try to mix in the nuts but even you know too many nuts it's a lot of fat a lot of calories but protein dave yes you get protein, protein. my grandmother who we called monty mm. she had uh, big pecan trees and stuff and so um have you ever seen the pecan opener? So she had fancy pecan openers. Like the, uh, I've seen like the walnut cracker. We're both doing fancy our ones. hand like the yeah. hand workout thing that. Right, the what spring were those thing? things called in the seventies? Um, but yeah, they used to crush walnut. But this one was like it looked like a little. It was like a little weird shotgun looking thing, but you put the pecan in there and you pulled the thing back with a rubber band and let it go and it would hit the pecan and it cracked dead center every time wow it was really cool that's awesome do you know that's what i'm a, talking about i think i think you've mentioned this before to me that's really weird if i have i swear that that is like ringing a deja vu bell <laughs> for some weird reason for a kid that was awesome yeah that's a sweet country invention yeah smack <laughs> break the pecan yeah we're country as hell i did uh, before we get to the first jam and i did want to get the momentum going as we did last month we because of last month's uh epic story hashtag r.i.p great cluster yeah uh we ended up going very long it ended up being a an over two hour htwow hearkening back to the days when we used to play six songs yeah but sometimes stories need to be told yeah that was uh one that just didn't need to be abridged uh and we put it at the end intentionally mm-hmm. so people that weren't interested or uh, m- may have been uh, revulsed. 
Yeah, I told you this the other it. day. I'm just glad that maybe the girl from Slow Dive knows about your cluster. Yeah. Because they wrote. It's possible. Beachyhead wrote and said, thanks for including us. I don't know if they listened. Yeah, I doubt they, they did, listened. I'm just in my. I just think it's nice that maybe she does know about your bottom. The odds that they actually listened is probably like five percent, and then the odds that they listened all the way to the end and heard the grape cluster story is probably less than one percent. Never know. Maybe they were going for a drive. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, they're in lockdown over there, Dave. That's true. Don't have a lot to do. Other than podcasts, podcasts, and and binging Netflix, so uh, I I do have um, a story that I'm going to get to later, but I do want to uh, get to the first jam relatively quickly, so we can try and get this back into the 90 minute range. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but before I play the first jam, I wanted to briefly touch on relating back to. Our uh, our first jam, the Smiths. William, it was really nothing. The Simpsons Smiths crossover. Man, did not enjoy that. Yeah, we both were very excited. It was the first time that I had stopped down to watch a new episode of The Simpsons in twenty years, maybe fifteen lost, years. They lost their magic a long time ago. Let's, yeah, let's I mean, honest. I'm not a, I'm not gonna hate on the Simpsons. I'm not gonna say oh, it's just not funny anymore. I just don't watch it. Well, it's, they, it's not I as mean, good. It's the longest running thing ever, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, they can't. It's hard to keep that up. Yeah, they're they're nearing the finish line, but they did have a panic on the streets of Springfield a few weeks back, which featured Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Quillaby, a Morrissey caricature that um, Lisa discovers because she has a Spotify-like app and she <laughs> ends up telling the algorithm that she hates everything. And so it suggests Quillaby. Obviously. Because if you hate everything, maybe you'll like this. Mm-hmm. Did, um, did you ever watch Sherlock? Uh, oh, the BBC show with uh, Benedict? No, I did not. Man, get uh, start on the first one and go. You'll love it. Okay, that it might. Ha it has what's his name from the Hobbit. Um, uh, you know, as Watson. Uh, what's his? I don't. I don't know his real name, but uh, the older guy in the Hobbit. Oh, okay. I'll think of it here in a minute. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I don't want to look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up here in a second. But you, but he's probably the best part about it. But yeah, it's really good. Like he seems to be the star. Watson is, but of course Cumberbatch is the you know Sherlock is the genius that freaks out. But he has to control him. You should watch it. It's good. Okay. That's well, all so, I'm saying. That's so, all I'm saying. So the uh, the Simpsons version uh, version of the Smiths was called the Snuffs. And their hits included How Late Is Then, <laughs> What Difference Do I Make, and Hamburger is Homicide, which was a, you know, obviously a meat is murder takeoff. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the one like video in the middle I thought was uh, not bad. The uh, uh, Everyone is, is Hideous Except for Me and Possibly You. Yeah, I, I thought that the whole thing had a really... 
like they had a good take on it. It's just at the end, the turn they took yeah, was so intense. They, they, they turned their guns squarely at Morrissey at the end because Lisa goes to a music festival where the snuffs have reunited and he comes out on stage, Quillaby does, and the, the whole episode, there's been a, an imaginary friend, Quillaby, that is like young Morrissey. Yeah, it's the is, 80s that, Morrissey. Yeah, that is uh, following Lisa around and commentating. It's what she sees on the posters. Yeah. And so she has this version of Quillaby in her mind, and then she sees the real Quillaby on stage, and he's big and fat, and he is completely racist, ranting about immigrants. Now he eats meat. Now he eats meat. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just too much. Yeah. It, it was really mean. <laughs> it, it was. It was so mean-spirited. And so... Uh, Morrissey came out the next day and said that if he had the means, he would sue them. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, it was. I could even see him watching that and going, well, they're making fun of the Smith. Like, but it's still lighthearted. Like, everyone made fun of the Smiths like that back then. But what they did at the end was just. Yeah, it really did go dark and really get mean it wasn't clever it wasn't clever it was just mean and all i thought was well i guess i'll never see the simpsons again <laughs> like this was that left a really bad taste yeah there was a statement that was released by morrissey's manager do you want to hear some of it is it about the uh, poo thing <laughs> no okay uh Surprising what a turn for the worse the writing for The Simpsons TV show has taken in recent years. Sadly, The Simpsons show started out creating great insight into the modern cultural experience, but has since degenerated to trying to capitalize on cheap controversy and expounding on vicious rumors. Poking fun at subjects is one thing. Other shows like SNL still do a good job at finding ways to inspire great satire. But when a show stoops so low to use harshly hateful tactics like showing the Morrissey character with his belly hanging out of his shirt, when he has never looked like that at any point in his career, makes you wonder who the real hurtful racist group is here. Yeah, and it was one week after... Uh, what's his name? Apologize for all the Apu stuff of right. them being yeah. racist for like twenty years. Okay, yeah, they do. They they <laughs> they do mention that. They should take that mirror and hold it up to themselves. Simpsons actor Hank Azaria's recent apology to the whole country of India for his role in up, upholding structural racism says it all. Unlike the character in the Simpsons Panic episode, Morrissey has never made a cash grab, hasn't sued people for their attacks, has never stopped performing great shows, and is still a serious vegan and a strong supporter of animal rights. Yeah, the thing about them showing him shooting hot dogs out of a gun and eating meat, I was like, this yeah. has gone too f That's not even a it's rumor. Like they, it's, it's like they ran out of time. Yeah. They, they, they just had to hurry up and write an ending. Yeah, and for his age... He's not a fat guy. He always takes his shirt off at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, he I has mean, a he has a muffin top now, but... Uh, but, I mean, God, he what looks is he, great. 58 yeah, or he something? He looks great for 60, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like, dang. I don't know. We're defending him because we like the Smiths so much, but still, it's like, I know. Dude. And, and, there and are, I understand there are that plenty people, of people don't like Yeah, it. there are plenty of people that have completely turned their back on Morrissey because of his politics. That's fine, too. I get and, it. Yeah. yeah. To each their own. But yes, we are definitely in the, hey, quit talking about Morrissey well, like if that. They, if they even just would have done the politics thing, that's fine. I, I get why people kind of yeah, have but a making thing him that. A, but making him a, a meat, eater. meat eater is like... 
that's not even true. <laughs> like, you just picked a random thing and ran with Like It was weird. It was weird. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. We're done with that. Yeah. All right. Let's get to jam number one. And this is one of those uh, bits of HTWOW kismet where my brain and Toby's brain are so locked in on the same wavelength that we, we picked the same song. Yeah. Now, you didn't pick this for the regular pod, but when But I, I almost did. This was number one first, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to save this for later. Okay. Well, I stole it from you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. The second you said Japanese breakfast, I think you thought I was saying something about the name, but when I said, are you kidding me? It was because that was almost my tune. That was almost my first jam. Yeah. Well, this is Japanese breakfast. It's a brand new single. We'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards, but uh, Japanese Breakfast is a solo project. The uh, woman behind it is Michelle Zahner, and uh, she is, uh, I guess, originally from Philly, but she lives in New York City now, I think. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. This is a sparkling pop jam. This, this could be, uh, I don't know, Maybe your song of the summer. Maybe this will be your poolside, toes in the sand, find your beach, uh, Mai Tai with a little umbrella in its song. I don't it's know. It's a summer jam. This thing jams it from does. the beginning. It, you're, you, at first you're like, this is poppy, but just settle in. Yeah, just settle in. This is Japanese Breakfast kicking off HTWOW. Be sweet.
Makes you want to party, doesn't it? Now, I know how I came across that. How did you... You came across it from what? Well, uh, I listened to her last record, uh, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, which came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so I was aware of uh, Japanese Breakfast. And so when this new single came out, I gave it a spin and I was like, wow, this is crazy. It's a jam, right? Yeah. The other, it doesn't sound like that, the other stuff? Um, well, it's, ju- it's definitely way more pop. The, she definitely had an electronic influence on the last record. And I'll play my favorite tune from that on the After Dark. Okay. Uh, but this is by far a different level of just pure pop. I think that that might that came up on my thing for maybe even like a goth babe thing or something. I could see that. Like as a suggested thing or poolside mm-hmm. maybe something like that. But um yeah. Now she was actually born in Seoul, South Korea. So her mom is Korean and her dad is uh Jewish American. And so they moved to Eugene, Oregon when she was nine months old. So she was raised in Oregon. And um, that's uh, then she went to school in Philly. And that's when she started playing music. Okay. I didn't know she was American. Well, I guess maybe she has dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah. she grew up in Oregon and then went to Philly, it's kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah, but um, now this... I don't know. I don't know if this will be readily apparent to you, but once I saw this, it made total sense to me. That song "Be Sweet" was not written by Michelle Zahner. Okay. Um, it was written by uh, a dude that we have played on the pod. That uh, is one of my pet bands okay who is it um jack tatum of wild nothing oh now i mean when you think back to that song doesn't it sound like it could be a wild nothing song it could be i can't be sweet to me baby is um yeah i mean it's definitely from the pov of a girl yeah but it's also could be a california Beach, that you know, like the Beach Boys can say that. Yeah, too. yeah. It's a, you know, it's a thing. You can say that. Yeah. I can say that. But uh, yeah, I I thought that was really interesting because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. It does have that kind of same vibe and and the baseline for sure. I'm glad you did the research on that. I did. I did some research. Um, I will tell you this. Everything that I'm about to play, we're going to need to do the research on the fly. Okay. Well, I have I have the wiki up, so you say the word, and I will type away. It will mainly be us playing the song and then looking at it whilst song is playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know where they're from. That helps. That's good. Uh, before we do move on to Toby's Jam... I did have a couple of observations around the drive down here. What's up? Okay, first thing, I screwed up because I waited too long to go get coffee and breakfast tacos at the Old Monk. 
they had already stopped serving when I went by there. I didn't know the old monk did breakfast tacos. Yeah, that was uh, one of the one of their COVID pivots. Is when they couldn't open as a bar, they opened in the morning and had coffee and breakfast tacos. Pivot. The pivot. Pivot. And uh, they're super good. I mean, you know, the food's good there. Yeah, it always so is. So you would expect. It's really good. Um, but I didn't get there in time. They had already shut it down. And so I had to get gas before I hit the road for College Station. Okay. To come here to Station Studios, Toby's home studio. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting gas at the, the big uh, Chevron on 75, like 75 in Haskell, right? Yeah, I know it. Now we're, you know, again, too many, too many local details for people who don't live in DFW. I'm sorry. It's just a main road that goes through Dallas yeah, called it's 75. The, it's the main highway. It's a huge gas, gas station, and it's one of those that's half gas station, half fast food place. In this instance, it's a Chevron slash McDonald's. Oh, yes, yes. And so I was still bummed about not getting the tacos, and I thought that maybe I needed something for the road. So I decided that I was going to get a Big Mac. Oh man, you went for it? Did you get it? I went for it. I I, I faced serious obstacles because it seemed like it was going to be a 15 to 20 minute ordeal because there were like four people in, in front of me in line. There's a line. But in the drive-thru or in walk-in line? Walk-in. Okay, walk-in. Because I... I, I I was filling up the car and I walked in and then I just walked to the McDonald's in the back. I was like, let me, let me just. Did they see. have the kiosk, the electronic kiosk? They, they had one, but no one was using it. Everyone was lined up old school. Okay. But the, the cashiers were taking forever. And so I almost bailed, but then I was like, I made it this far. Stick with it. I got to stick with it. And so. Um, I got, and I, I realized the irony of this, uh, after last month's pod talking about, you know, my GI tract and yeah. then getting a Big Mac <laughs> to nah, throw Big down Macs there. Big Macs are just good for you. That's um, all there is. <laughs> and so I got a, uh, I got a couple drinks. I decided I wanted a coffee for now and then a, uh, soft drink for later. <laughs> okay, I double fisted. That's, that's not the best <laughs> The, the coffee ended up being terrible and I didn't drink any of it. Okay, that will happen, yeah. Um, and so, and I didn't get the fries. I just got the Big Mac. Because it's healthy. Yeah. And so <laughs> I get in the car and I get out of town, you know, where I'm on cruise control. Driving with Big Mac. Straight away. Driving with Big Mac. And I finally get it out of the, the bag, get the box in my lap. Uh-huh prepare myself to you know try and do the the pick and turn yeah and not have it fall apart it's a three bun move yeah and you gotta make sure that uh, you're kind of holding it over the box so all of the iceberg that falls off doesn't fall onto the floorboard or your lap special sauce lettuce cheese yeah um a bite and a half and i put it back in the box put it back in the bag and threw it away when I got here. You're joking. What happened? It was horrible. Did they make it wrong? 
Maybe it was just that McDonald's because there was seriously some operational issues going on there. It was bad. How do they make it? It's always I don't know. the same. That's I don't know. Thing. It was so dry. It was the driest. Uh, just there was no flavor to it whatsoever. That's weird. And I couldn't do it. God. I couldn't do it. It was the first Big Mac I've had in I don't know how long. It might have been 15, 20 years. I've had like quarter pounders or like just a double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You know, when the kid was little and she would get her McNuggets and I would just get like, you know, something from the dollar menu or the quarter pounder or whatever. Oh, when Pace gets just like the like the two cheeseburgers plain. Mm-hmm. I just, I have to have one bite. Right. It's so good. Yeah. But the, the Big Mac, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it was just It had to have been that just that store. One. It had to have been just that one. Or it's some weird side of COVID. It's a COVID thing. I don't know. When was the last time you had a Big Mac, though? Are you kidding me? I haven't had a Big Mac in forever. I dream about them. I thought you and Manny had a thing where you would have one per year. Yeah, we'd have one per year. And we would call each other after it happened, like, hey, bro, guess what? Did you get a Big Mac? Yeah, I got one. Because you can only have one a year, right? And it has to be after something special. And I do realize that Big Macs make some people gag. Well, this one definitely... Like, say, if Morrissey's listening right right. now, he would be like, Oh, my God. I mean, he would be... He would be happy that we defended him, but he would be now mortified would that we have had Big Macs. Yeah, but I feel like that, that if I was a friend of his, that that would be our full-on relationship all the time. Like, we would like each other, but also really hate each other. Yeah. That's what most friendships are like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other observation that I had, and I'm curious to see if you had the same, because you have made a round trip from the station to DFW recently. Yeah. And I I have a theory that this is vaccine-related. This is flattening the curve of COVID-related. Yeah. A lot of Smokies out you saw on the highways. Of, really? Yes. Man, I haven't seen... Dude, I've been so lucky lately. Boom. I don't, right? I don't know what the deal is. I also, but I don't really speed. I guess I don't really. I, don't I mean, I, I speed judiciously. You know, I don't. I I never am the leader of the pack. But if someone blows by me, then I I draft behind them. Yeah, what's up? Let's slingshot it, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I I I mean, I'm going. To, I'm clocking about eighty. Yeah, I mean the the speed limit for the most part is seventy or, or seventy five, except except for the speed traps if you're going the forty five way. Right, there are some spots. But uh, I seriously saw at at least six, maybe eight. Uh, could be more. Could have been ten. Is it getting ready for the Cinco de Mayo? Ooh, I I, yeah, I I guess maybe it's just because the weather's nicer and it's pleasant for them to sit out there and cherry pick speeders or back to my theory that because the end. because all the officers are vaxxed they now are comfortable 
pulling over a stranger and walking up to their window and breathing in their COVID air. Oh, it's a vax thing. I see. That's my theory. That makes sense. Yeah. And so now they're like, it's these cities got to make some money. Yeah, I have uh, in the last uh, probably four trips combined, I have not seen as many as I saw on this trip. Wow. Maybe it's starting up. Get I ready. I don't know. That's good Just information. be careful out there. Day. That's good travel information. Be careful day. out there for Cinco and for Memorial Day. We're also known as a travel podcast. That's right. We drink, but we don't drink and drive. No. So, uh, hey, party responsibly, all you kids. But also party right through it. Would you like to hear another song? Yes, I'm ready. Um, I wish I would have done the research like you did. It's okay, we'll do it on the fly. But have you ever heard of a band called Easy Life? I have not. Well, they put out a song, and let me look at this before we play this, because this is how new this is. Both of my songs might have been released in April. How on the button is that? Are they from uh, Leicester, England? Yes, they are from Leicester. Okay. Um, let me go to the artist here. And see, yeah, this was released on April 23rd. Dude. Dude. It's like they barely finished it. <laughs> they sent it right to you. Uh-huh. But I want you to hear this, because I think that you'll like this band. It reminds me of, um... Well, I won't say yet. I want to see if it reminds you of something, too. I, I like their their picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a very uh, eclectic group of uh, dudes who look like they like to party. So I'm playing... Alright, I'll, I'll explain what my theme is for these two bands that I'm playing. But it's it, there's something to it. So They don't sound alike, but it, it it's we're going back in time here. Now, they are billed... Um, not that we can always trust Wikipedia genres... But I that, only read stuff on what Spotify said about it. Okay. So they did say Lester. So what what do they say? Well, no, 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 not not where they're from, but the the genre they are uh, classified as alternative R and B. Does that sound right to you? Could be, yeah. I mean, I'm down with it. it sounds funky. It's kind of funky. Which tune are you playing? I'm playing Skeletons. Skeletons. That's their newest one. Are you ready? Uh huh. Let's do it. Skeletons. I've been going out of my mind. Cause you're giving me way too much adrenaline. Hold the line. I heard a little bump in the night. Yeah. Although it's good on paper, on occasion we collide. We collide. Skeletons. I'm finding it hard to pass the time without you You spell it all out in black and white I'm down, you've got something down Skeletons. Six feet deep, like Skeletons. could have been so sweet, but Skeletons. 
in your seatbelts, call the police when I start to believe it. Everybody round here's go. Everybody round here's go. One at a time, they all appear. You can't close to your chest. You tell me that it's all for the best. Just rumors from losers. What I don't know can't hurt me, I guess. I feel the need to question your past. Like how many exes you've had. Our future's all kombucha, but we never trust the weather forecast. I'm finding it hard to pass the time without you. Could have been so sweet, bro. Skeletons. Fasten your seatbelts, call the police when I start to believe it. Skeletons. Everybody round here's go. Skeletons. Everybody round here's go. One at a time, they all Yeah, man, <laughs> it's good. I, I don't know if I could love that more. Does does it remind? See, I'm gonna tell you what it reminds me of. Okay, is it like a modern day like stereo MC? Yeah. Okay, stereo MCs is in there. Kind of meets Fat Boy Slim kind of thing or something. Yeah. So the the three things that came to my mind were uh, a, a little bit of the first Athlete record. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, maybe a little bit of the streets. Yeah, definitely the streets are involved with that, right? Um, and then a little bit of um, friendly fires. Okay, I don't know enough about them to know, but the, right away I thought the streets. Like, yeah, the, the streets could have done this song. Like he could have guessed it on this. Well, thing. the streets never got that poppy. Yeah, but that is. Uh, <laughs> so when I came across that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we're playing this for sure. This is insane. But yeah, it was released, I guess, a week and a half ago. Wow. Yeah, so the new record, Life's a Beach, comes out on the 4th of June. Um, and uh, they actually played Skeletons on Jimmy Kimmel on April 13th. That was their American television debut. We'll have to look that up later. Wow. Okay, good. I want to see that. Yeah, I do too. Man. Seems like there's like six, seven dudes in the band, right? Well, uh... The picture looks like there's a lot of people in there. I, I count five. Oh, okay. Five, but they're, they're all wearing either hoodies or track suits or both. Yeah, they look like what they sound. It is very... There, there's a, a like kind of a 90s rave throwback fashion vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's almost like Ali G style, you know? Uh, yeah. Like they're kind of, they have a sense of humor about this. For right. Sure. Man. I love that. Yeah. That's good. Man. Easy, easy life. Dude. Yeah. We are kicking off summer in May. Well, you know what that, um, oh, okay. 
Before we get to my transition to the next song mm-hmm. and the next little bridge topic that I have, um, should we do another Tejano Picano, or do you want to switch it up to the next beer now? Let's go to the next one. Let's you ready go. To do you, the next you said one? the next one's like. I mean, we're getting into the third song here. We're yeah, it's time, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, we don't have the. Okay. There's some cold ones at the bottom. Ready? Yeah. You did it again with the strings. Ooh, that's a look at that label. Yeah, so uh, as I said, we are staying hyper local. This is um, kind of a sub brand of Three Nations Brewing Company out of Carrollton, Texas. This is called Symbol Brewing Company. Okay. And so they have. Um, their logo, it's, I guess, hops and barley, like making sweet 69 love to each other. Or just hugging each other. Uh, and so their um, little write-up says, yin and yang, light and dark, opposites, which are not absolute, as everything that exists is relative. Whether you choose the golden or the diesel, you'll find inner harmony when drinking this imperial stout contains lactose. So this is, wow. This is the Imperial Diesel Stout. So boy, this looks like gasoline. Holy yeah, it's cow. a it's an eleven percenter. So Dang so it. get ready. Um, but yeah, so they they had both the golden and the diesel. The golden was uh, had uh, peanut butter <laughs> as one of the flavor notes. Yeah, I don't seem to. Uh, but I decided, and it was like a 9%, I decided to go with diesel. Diesel is brewed with coconut, chocolate, salted caramel, and coffee. You ready? <laughs> Man, it looks... Are you scared? A little bit, yeah, sure. I'm a little scared. Oh, yeah. That is a motor oil beer, for damn sure. Did you fit your whole pint in there? Okay, hold on a minute. Barely fits. From... Oh man. You know when they say caramel or caramel, you don't know if they really mean it. They really mean it. It's but boy, delicious. They sure did put the writing much better on both of these cans for you. Yes. I didn't even need readers or help from you. I know, I'm glad you're getting to read them. You, you do so much better at it than mm. I. Man, I love that. I know that's probably not your jam, but I love it. It's, a, it's way sweeter than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a, a total kick in the pants. Yeah, the this sweet totally overtakes the bitter. It is very... There's a little bit of a maltiness in the back end, but the sweet really is out front. Look what it's doing to my guitar on my glass. Looks good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does look good. Do you want a picture? You should take a picture of that. I'll take a picture Make sure you gram it. Gram it to our account. I will gram it. <laughs> look, uh, look up HTWOW pod on uh, Instagram if you want to see how sweet. Yeah, that's where we put most of our stuff. No, I guess you put most on the Twitter, don't you? 
Eh, I mean, you know, just depends on what it is. All right. Um, okay, so what I was going to say about the Easy Life Jam and also relates to the jam that I'm about to play is it sounds like a festival jam. Mm-hmm. Whereas Be Sweet was more of like a poolside jam, I think that Easy Life jam could be either or. It could be a poolside jam or it could be a festival jam. Skeleton. But the song that I'm about to play is like the ultimate festival jam. As a matter of fact, the video of this song is all footage from like 90s raves. Mm-hmm. And then they like colorize it and do like hand-drawn artwork over each of the frames. It's really cool. Uh, but I'm playing a brand new song by the Chemical Brothers. I'm and so glad they keep doing stuff. I know. And uh, and like I said, the Easy Street and the Chemical Brothers just remind me that we are entering festival season. And it, there really is a festival season this year. And so I looked it up. Do you want to um, just kind of peruse some of the, the summer festivals that are actually happening? That they're going to... That they're they're going to try. Sure. They're going to try during the the uh, last gasps of COVID to try and make these things happen. Yeah, it'll be. I'm guessing around late June they're going to start kicking them off, right? Well, the first one, the uh, inaugural festival of the summer, is actually the uh, yeah. It's a, the first weekend of July. It's the Mad Cool Festival in Madrid. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know how amazing the lineup sounds. You want to hear the, the headliners? Yeah, but remember how many summers we spent in Madrid, Dave? Yes, it's true. Writing poetry. Writing poetry and eating... Sculpting nudes of one another. Figs. Uh, so at the Mad Cool, you have 21 Pilots, Royal Blood, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Placebo... Pixies, Kings of Leon, The Killers, Faith No More, Deftones, and Cardi B. Yeah. Out on that one? I'm all right. Um, I mean, I like Placebo and the Pixies. In the uh, late July, I've never heard of this festival before. Uh, Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Well, it says it's the biggest rap and hip-hop festival in the world. Okay. So I guess it's been around. Um, never heard of it before, but it's called Rolling Loud in Miami. It's uh, July 23rd through the 25th. Your headliners, Post Malone, Travis Scott, and ASAP Rocky. Okay. Um, did you know that uh, Reading and Leeds is happening? Okay. In August, in late August... And um, headliners announced so far Stormzy, Queens of the Stone Age, Post Malone, Liam Gallagher, Disclosure, and Catfish and the Bottlemen. I've never heard. I don't even know what that is. I've definitely heard that name, but that is not super exciting. No, it is not. It is not. Um, Okay, the last one that I will tell you. So so there's a... 
Summerfest in Milwaukee, but they haven't uh, announced a lineup yet. There's Bottle Rock in Napa in California. Mm -hmm. These are getting into early September. Um, and then in uh, Tennessee, Manchester, Tennessee, Bonnaroo, uh, September 5th and 6th, Tyler the Creator, okay. Tame Impala, Megan the Stallion, who cleaned up at the Grammys, Lizzo, Lana Del Rey, and Foo Fighters. I think yeah. I've just aged out of uh, festivals because yeah, I used to be good. I used to be Festival Dave. But what's funny is is a lot of those bands are older bands, and I don't want to see any of right. them. Right. Uh, of all the bands that I mentioned, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see the Pixies, I'd like to see Liam Gallagher, but I'm not going to go out of my way. I'll see I, him I'm somewhere only, on his own. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I have tickets to Tame Impala if that show in Dallas ever happens. So I don't need to go to a festival to see them. You need at a festival at least three bands you want to see. At least, yes. At least. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be Festival Dave again. I hope. I hope so. Where's the festival where Japanese Breakfast and Easy Life are playing? Where are those festivals? We. I guess we need to start one. Are we going to have an HT Wow Fest? We should. Um, by the way, uh, later in September and then into the fall, Governor's Ball and Austin City Limits and uh, Outside Lands in San Francisco and uh, Voodoo in New Orleans are all scheduled to happen. I saw um, the Voodoo one. But uh, no details as of yet. But man, it's crazy that festivals are about to start happening again. Yeah, it's about to kick off. You know, I, I I guess we're ready. We'll let's, see. Let's play a festival band. Yeah. So, um, when I first heard this song, this just came out. Um, let's see. This came out. I don't know, like a week ago. Um, and so it's called "The Darkness That You Fear," but uh, Tom Rollins, one of the uh, two Chemical Brothers said it's actually a, a hopeful piece of music. So he said that uh, when we found the combination of different voices uh, that worked with the flow of the music, it made us feel optimistic and it was something that we wanted to share. So there's no um, announcement of a forthcoming record or anything. Um, the last record that they put out was No Geography, which came out in... Um, 2020 last year and, okay. and we actually uh, did a, a, a song off of that mm -hmm. on the that. pod yeah but this one is it's just peak chemical brothers and speaking of peak just imagine that you are let's just hypothetically say that chemical brothers are playing at uh, Reading and Leeds so you're at either Reading or Leeds pick your pick your festival mm-hmm and pick just, your pointy tent <laughs> and just imagine that yeah you are in the tent at uh, Reading. it's saturday night about midnight and you are peaking mm -hmm. you thought you were done you thought you were done but uh, whatever you were slipped about an hour ago is really kicking in mm -hmm. chemical brothers take the stage and they Throw this down. This is the darkness that you fear on HTL. Let your heart see. 
Yeah. Did you like that Peter Hook homage at the end? I was. A, that's funny. I was about to say that had a real New Order vibe at the end. Yeah. Do you think they did that on purpose? Oh, surely they did. I mean, it definitely had a New Order thing at the end. Yeah. That was really cool. Wow. Now we played the edit. There is a full version that clocks in just over six minutes that uh, we felt maybe the attention span of the pod wasn't ready for. So if you want to hear even more Chemical Brothers, you can seek that out and uh, listen to the full version. I do like that the, the full version just has more air and it allows things to kind of breathe and build. Mm-hmm. But man, for my money, I mean, it's it's kind of table stakes. It's the currency of electronic music, the build and release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody does it better than Chemical Brothers. Man, that's great. So, boy, when full-on lineups happen again, Chemical Brothers will be on it. So they're releasing... I wonder if they're just kind of doing the single thing that everyone's doing right now. I guess, yeah. They, like I said, there's no plans for a full record. They just uh, had this working and they just felt like, uh, you know, people needed to hear it. Like they couldn't they couldn't sit on it? Like, yeah, we'll you just know. put this on the record. They were like, hey, look, this is too good right now. It's good. Let's go. It's uh, People need a summer jam. A festival jam. Let's let's give the people what and they need. And that's not too far out there for a, one of the bands like a Chemical Brothers thing. You put out the single. You put out the six minute and you put out the three minute edit and... See what happens. That's what you do. Well, I love it. And uh, I hope that you guys do too. I know... I heart it as well. I know that uh, Chemical Brothers are not everyone's cup of tea. I know my, uh, my lovely wife, her patience wears thin when it comes to anything that is so dancey. Yeah, that it, it's so in your face, but man, I love that. That is, boy, that that really will at a festival, um, that'll set you off. Yeah, we need to watch the uh, the video later. That'll, that'll also be on the playlist. Okay, good. Man, all of these tunes are going really good together. Yeah. I'm glad my next one's gonna... We're not bringing it down on the next one. We're finishing strong. We're gonna finish strong, but it'll be more. Uh, we're gonna go more of a classic. Uh, it's not a classic, but it'll be like a band. Okay. It would be a band from this same time period as well, but they're not. They're they're new. Uh, we'll we'll unpack that here shortly. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, before we get to that jam, just. Um, to set up what we're going to talk about for the balance of the show, we have both had significant developments in our lives. I will talk about mine after this next jam. Okay. But I want to talk about yours right now because you finally made good on a promise that you have made since you moved here to College Station. Mm-hmm. And that is... To buy a golf cart. Yeah, it was sell the the seventies orange Corvette. Yeah, briefly tell the story of the Corvette. So what year was it? What year did you get it? And that was it was like a a deep blue something, hey we've made it, like you all 
got classic cars. You know how all the astronauts had like Corvettes. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Those early cool looking Corvettes, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a Corvette dealership by Todd's place out there. And uh we all you know, we didn't buy Ferraris. Corvettes when they were brand new back then weren't super expensive. Right. They were they an, were like they were an the, American muscle car. They were American working man's you can afford this car. It makes no sense. It's made out of fiberglass and only two people can sit in it. Mm-hmm. But they look like spaceships. Right? Yes. So uh, I had an orange 73 uh, Stingray. And it was super cool. But... What was, what, did the, what was the back window called that you had? What do you mean? Like... It, don't they have like descriptors for the back window? Didn't you have like a, uh, or you had T tops? There was something different. No, I had or the T tops, but I didn't have the fastback. Okay. Like a okay. like a '67, like a fastback, one of those kind. Of, I didn't have that. Okay. So this was like a '73 classic Stingray, but it had, did have the T tops, which was cool. And, and so, it, who else bought Vets at this time? Uh, uh, Clay bought a. Uh, he bought the. Um, Indy Pace Car uh, Corvette that I guess they had for the Indy race that year, which would have been like a 78, I think. Okay. And Todd had a 71. And so what year did you guys buy these? And these were with the chrome bumpers and all the stuff. Yeah. What year, uh, not what, Clay's, but ours. But. What year did you guys buy these? And then you held on to yours the longest, right? Yeah, Clay got rid of his pretty quickly i mean let's face it these cars are a lot to deal with they're just chevrolet engines but you know they're not you don't just drive them to the store and back all the time stuff's going on mm-hmm. constantly um but uh clay got rid of his i think it, it i don't know if it exploded somewhere or something happened but eventually but did, you, did you guys buy these in like 96 yeah yeah somewhere yeah. around there yeah that sounds right 97 98 something like that and um so clay got rid of his uh, you know, family stuff. That's yeah. always why you kind of get rid of the yeah. Corvette, whatever. Um, it, we can't afford your toys anymore. Yeah. Uh, Todd got rid of his about maybe, I would say, eight, ten years before I did. I kept mine the longest because why not? I had another like uh, car to drive people around in. Right. You know. Um, so I just kept making it better and better. And by the time I sold it, it was the best the thing ever ran. Uh, but it is a thing to kind of get it in and out. And I was like, you know what would be more fun around here? To just have a little golf cart. Sell the Corvette. Get the golf cart, right? Yeah. And when you were a kid, were you jealous of the, you know... I'm like middle class family. We don't, we don't have golf cart. My family's never gonna have golf cart. When My I was a dad kid, never played golf. We're not golf cart people. When I was a kid, I didn't even know golf carts existed. If because, I w- because my dad didn't play golf, we didn't see golf on TV. I'd mm-hmm. never seen a golf cart until I was probably in high school and went to go knock some balls around with friends yeah when i was a kid there would been a couple of times i would go out in huntsville to this place called elkins lake and there were like some friends of mine not close friends because they obviously had way more money than us 
but I would be, but they had golf carts and you could drive them around like when you were 12 years old. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life, right? And so around this little neighborhood, you see the kids kind of riding around in golf carts every now and then. I'm like, I can't deny pace this. Like this is, will be the best thing ever. When she's old enough, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. She's got a couple of years to go. Sure. But um, so I finally pulled the trigger. Got golf cart from some old dude that lived around here that needed to get rid of his golf cart. Yeah, so you needed to get rid of the vet, and that happened, what, like a year ago? About two years ago, yeah. About two years ago. And then you were just waiting for the the right golf cart to come along. I was waiting for the person that was like, they just needed to get rid of their golf cart. Right. Because yeah, they, you're not, they you're not be, buying new. I'm not buying a new golf cart. They're, man, they charge a lot of money for those things. And it's just a golf cart. I mean, it's a little tiny electric, you know. But get one with giant tires on it. Let's go! Yeah. I, my last neighborhood, there were a handful of families that had the golf cart to run to a neighbor's house or run to the community pool. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool deal. It's awesome. It's a cool deal when you have the the giant mudder tires and, <laughs> and the rims uh-huh. On the golf cart, especially if you have like the three row golf cart. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. then you are ready to party then. It's on then. But yeah, I threw the menu stickers on the side because it's red. Yeah, dude, it's perfect for you. We just oh. took a look at it a little bit ago, and we're, I am uh, supremely jealous. You, yeah, we're about to take it to go, to go eat. Yeah, we're going to have some Taco Tuesday here when we wrap it up. It also is good if you've had a drink or two because it doesn't really go. <laughs> you could kind of jump out of it while it's going. <laughs> We're gonna hit that tree, <laughs> bail. Yeah, so uh, having a governor on your car is pretty good, but it's cool, right? Man, it's fun. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the maiden voyage, it's and good. I'm, I'm Should very. We put it, we'll take a picture in front of it. This yeah. is our stupid golf cart. Yeah, we we'll post that to the gram as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the HD Wow. Man, you golf cart. Yeah, in our used golf cart. Uh, All right. So, what is your last jam? You uh, you graced us with uh, Easy Life, okay. which blew everyone's doors. <laughs> How are you going to possibly top that? Well, I'm going to go for a band band, and it would be from around the same time period. If you're going to do like a throwback thing, but it has new elements to it. It has new stuff to it, so we're okay. But also, brand new here. Okay. You ever heard of a band called The Night Cafe? No. Another name, once again, that I'm thinking, The Night Cafe's never been taken, like, surely there's another. But of course, it's it hasn't, so... I see they're from Liverpool. Are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so their, their name comes from the Van Gogh painting. The Night Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, the name of this EP is for better days. People like the EP. Yeah, that's the wave of the future. Um, Just put out a handful of uh, songs at a time. No need to throw out ten or twelve. Let me get the date on this real quick. Um, but I'm think this came out. Yep, April twenty. This came out the day before the Easy Life thing. April twenty nice. second. So this is all. Brand, brand new. Man, we are so cutting edge. I like, know, like we, we don't said, plan on it. Like we said last month, we, we are 
on uh, the edge of Beachy Head, looking mm-hmm. out onto the horizon of new music. And you're just holding Hold, me. I'm, by I am. Yeah, I am holding on <laughs> to your collar for dear life to make sure you don't tumble over the edge. And we're just seeing how far we can see into the future. I know. I mean, we're releasing these people. We're releasing the song before they finish writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how quick it is. They just, like, the ink just dried on the lyrics. They haven't even thought of how the song's going to end, and we were already playing it on yeah. the pod. Yeah. Like, hurry up, they're playing it. How are we going to wrap this up? How are we going to wrap it up? All right, so are you ready? What's the name of the tune? It's called Think It Over. Nice. And it's by the Night Cafe. And I think you're going to like this. I like that you have played uh, bands from Leicester and Liverpool. Yeah. That is that is so on point. None of these bands are from Paris or Australia. <laughs> but that'll happen later on the after dark so get ready for that all right here we go think it over by the night cafe
What you think? <laughs> I like that. You know, it it does. Um, it reminds me of that post Smiths '90s jangle pop. A mm-hmm. little it, bit of Sundays, a little bit of Gene, a little bit of Railway Children. Yeah, it's like all that stuff wrapped into one with the chill voice and the, yeah. But it has a modern recording. Yeah, there is. There's. I don't know. I was trying to place it. Like, I can't. I can't picture or place where his voice reminds me. Yeah, but it's like it's chilled super out pleasant. lyrics. Yeah, it's There's super not pleasant. a lot going on, and he's just like. Uh. But I love the super compressed. You know where they overdid it, and you're like, well, that's a new. You know. You can do things like that now, and people don't really question it. Whereas before, they'd be like, "Why is there so much compression on that?" But they really overdid it, and it's um, it's cool. Night cafe has a little piano, tears or fear stuff in there. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think we picked four winners. I mean, sometimes afterwards, I'm like, "Well, Toby, Toby, Toby." Well, Toby totally beat me this episode. Or, yeah, I I have a little bit of regret on, uh, maybe I should have played the other song I was thinking about. I have no regrets of anything we, we played on this episode, because it's all brand new and all killer. Yeah, it's all accidental um, brand new stuff, like super brand new, but also could be from 1992. Right. Now, if you are... A high tea with old waver listener who's like, "What's up with all of this new crap that you're playing?" I thought you guys were old wavers. Uh huh. Just remember, next month. And next the, month, the John Peel episode. We've had two full-on episodes of of pretty new stuff. Yeah. So we can. It, it's good for a John Peel June. Yeah, I mean, we can do whatever we want. And John Michelle June. And usually I am the one who brings the new, but when we both bring the new, it's, it's face melting. It's, it's, uh, it is so new that it is all the way around from the beginning and it like laps itself. Yeah. It's like front to cover. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But the After Dark, I'll tell you this. If Japanese Breakfast can set us off for the After Dark... Oh, I will play... We'll kick that off first. I'll play the Japanese Breakfast Jam from the last record. After Dark's going to be super dancey, dude. Yeah, I have some things that I'm... I don't know. I have so many things. I, I As of late, because I've had so many things. Maybe it's just because I listened to more music during COVID times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I always seem to have more of more of a list of things that I'm like, yeah, I want to play this on the pod. I want to play this on the pod. And so I am planning for the after dark as much as I'm planning for the regular pod. We used to kind of approach the after dark as well. We'll just kind of wing it and see how it goes. But I. I am going in with a game plan. Yeah, and how much is the After Dark again? And I'm not asking as a setup. I totally forgot. $5. Okay, $5 for the first entry. 
the low level. Yeah, and yeah, then five, you... yeah. So if you would like to be an HDWOW patron and get the After Dark podcast, it's five dollars a month is the lowest level that gets you the koozie, stickers, and the monthly After Dark podcast. And then it goes up from there to $25 and $50 if you would like a t-shirt or if you would like a t-shirt and a scarf. Scarf. The scarves look good. Yeah, the scarves look great. It's just, you know, if you have money to burn and you don't care about giving two idiots $50 a month on just like an auto pay on your credit card, we'll take it. But if you're a regular person, all we ask is $5 a month and then we give you this awesome extra podcast that has more songs and we're even more drunk the gates and the bezos are now they're probably looking to do other things now and they have a lot of right. money yeah so they might want to so if, if bill or jeff wants to be a 50 dollars patron and then give, maybe they give can the break scarf, us off some give the scarf to their ex-wives as like a peace offering yeah or to their new girlfriend uh, yes even better even better yeah but i'm just saying there are billionaires out there you know what here's what i want (laughs) here's what i want i can't wait to hear this i want jeff bezos or bill gates either one Mm -hmm. to become a 50 dollar htwow patron yes and to get their htwow scarf and then to do a tasteful photo shoot with their new girlfriend with the HTWOW scarf draped across their genitalia and their breasts. Or ex-wives as well. Either way. They have the same amount of money. Not the exact same. But they have a lot. And they could probably even do a better photo shoot. Yeah. With their scarf. Sure. Sure. And their new boyfriend. Oh, that reminds me of my publicity stunt. Oh, yeah. Um, What were you going to do? So, I was thinking that we throw it out there to all of our listeners, patrons, certainly, but all of our listeners, if you're not already a patron, become a patron, or if you are already a patron, convince your friends to become patrons. And so, I was going to say maybe that we put out the challenge that we need to get 50 new patrons by the time the next pod is recorded or I will kill myself. I'm into that because I think that that's a fair bet. Is this like it's it's like faces of death. People are into like impending death and danger, right? Yeah, and I think that I'll make money off of it regardless. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to do everything by yourself, but but, but only then you'll, for but like then a you'll, couple of episodes. But then you'll have like fifty, or like we'll probably get like forty-nine, and then I'll have to blow my head off because yeah. we didn't get fifty. But rules are rules. Yeah, I, like I said, we can workshop it. But workshop. I just—that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was gonna say this, not that I don't like the killing thing, mm-hmm. but I was gonna say. We build an old school ramp that we used to say build in junior high or middle school. Like a bike jump? Yeah. And you need to clear four trash cans. (laughs) Okay. 
And then we, uh... It's like an evil Knievel right. thing, and then but we it posted is it on possible. The, we post it on the gram, and then it goes viral jackass style. And we make it, it's like out of plywood. Mm-hmm. And we get you like a sweet mongoose kuahara. Right. And you shoot down a hill, and then ramp up to the ramp. Uh-huh. And then we jump you off the plywood to like, I don't know, Eye of the Tiger or something that pumps you up. Yeah. And then... Maybe you, um, Simply the Best. <laughs> that's way better than Eye of the... Yes, Simply the Best. And then we have it to where like just some bottle rockets shoot off mm -hmm. right when you land, but only like four of them. If we're in like a city setting, yeah. The thing I'm I, I'm not worried about hitting the ramp. I'm not worried about clearing the trash cans. I'm worried about the landing. It's always about the landing. So if you would like, can I, can I wear can I wear like knee pads? You can and, wear and a full-on Iron Man outfit if you want. Okay. To. Like you can be as long as I don't have road rash. You can at look the end like the Michelin Man when you're cruising down the, the <laughs> street. Right. But I just want you to like launch it. Maybe do something in the air. Like, uh, maybe a, a half Louie. Maybe half Louie, a little, uh, little boneless up in the air, and then kick the wheels a little, back A little down. waggle, a little waggle on the tail. Anything, but most of all, you don't really need to do anything, because this is going to be dangerous as hell. And then land it. But you don't have to even land it. And then it. power slide. And then power slide. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think that's better than the death thing, even right. though still you could die from this. Yes, that's true. All right, so uh, either way, if you become a patron, send us a message and tell, the, tell us which way you would like me to die. <laughs> the other way you won't die, you'll just be maimed? Can you say, is maim? Yeah, maim's a word. Is that like kind of with just some injuries, it's just hard to walk? Is that a maim? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm already kind of maimed. I know, so you're good. Yeah. Not aging well. Let's go with jump instead of kill yourself under 50. Okay, that's true. Still yeah. 50, though. We need 50. Yeah, we need 50 by... Now it's 50 to make the jump happen. Okay, yes. If we have 50 new patrons by the June pod, then I will jump trash cans. <laughs> then you'll jump four <laughs> regular size old school trash cans. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. That's not a bad bet. It's not a bad bet. Okay, so uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, we talked about your fantastic purchase of a uh, new-to-you uh, golf cart. Tea. Beautiful piece of machinery. Thank you. Um, I also have some incredible news. This, um, much like last month, where kind of put a button on a classic ticket story, mm -hmm. the, the grape cluster story. Button. Now it uh, is finally resolved as the grape cluster is no more. So uh, if you are a ticket P1, you may remember, uh, gosh, I guess maybe last summer I did some fill-in and I told the horror story of my uh, previous house. Yes. And how the uh, foundation totally collapsed and that I had to move out in order to fix it. 
and they had to drill holes or cut holes in the floor and drill like 66 piers. And I had to spend like a third of what I spent on the house or probably more to just to fix it, to sell it. It looked like Beirut. Yeah, uh, it was insane. So that happened uh, now two years ago. And so we moved out of that house and we got it fixed and we got it sold. It took forever to get it sold because priced it too high and the market was not quite what it is now. And so it took a long time to sell. It took like five, six months to sell. And it was like the, what's wrong with that house? Kind of like, I've seen that on, on Zillow for six months now. What, why is no one buying that? So it ended up being a disaster, but it finally was sold. And so we moved into an apartment as kind of the stopgap while the repairs were going on and then afterwards. And we thought, yeah, we'll be in here for six to eight months. Mm-hmm. It's been two years, but we finally... It's nice, though. It's like Melrose Place over there. Yeah, it's a great it's a great apartment. We certainly pay a premium for it. But we are about to finally be done with the apartment and move into a new crib. And, uh, you know, we're fixing it up now. It's not it's not too old, but it was just old enough to be a little dingy. Woo! And so we're making it uh, HGTV worthy. Uh, it's going to be kick-ass. But the most important part is that not only are we going to have Station Studios, we are going to have HTWOW Dallas Studios. I almost said the street name Studios. I probably shouldn't say No. It. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we won't name it that. <laughs> but we do have... Um, it's not a full-on studio in the way that your setup is a studio, but we will have uh, at least the bare-bones equipment that we need to make this podcast happen. So we can do a legit podcast from my house that doesn't involve you packing up your entire studio and bringing it with you. And it also means that we can have Dallas-centric guests. That's Our, what I was about to say. We can have a lot more guests. Yeah, we have uh, uh, so many friends who are uh, in media and in music and just entertainment in general and in that neighborhood yeah that uh, we have so many friends that we have talked about we want to get more guests on the pod we want to uh make this more of a regular party because some of our best episodes have been uh well i guess our most listened to episode was the mike reiner episode from uh, back in uh september or august he's a hall of famer yeah so uh, it opens up so many possibilities that once we get in there and uh, you help us out in uh, getting that thing built out, that it's going to be uh, a whole new world of possibilities for HTWOW. It's going to be great. There's a lot of applause going on right Isn't now. Isn't that exciting? It's going to be so much fun. And it will be nice to just be able to roll in, hit record there. Yeah. You won't have to pack uh, a backpack <laughs> and two suitcases. And all this stuff. Yeah, we're going to be fine. That's going to be good. Roll straight in there with guests. So much fun. God, we got to start lining that up. I know. I, You know, I feel like, and, and here's how I wanted to wrap this up, is because uh, last month we talked about being fully vaxxed. Mm-hmm. Last month we talked about RIP Grip Cluster. This month we're talking about uh, moving and 
uh, building out HTWOW Studios in Dallas. And, you know, I've, I have felt like for the last two years living in this apartment, like you said, it's, it's Melrose Place, it's beautiful, but it's also been a COVID for a year of that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's almost, it's gotten to the point where it feels like a prison. And yeah. I am so ready to turn over a new leaf. I feel like I am uh, a caterpillar in my cocoon mm -hmm. and I am undergoing a metamorphosis right now. Yes. I don't know what it's going to look like when I finally emerge. I may, I may look like the most disgusting moth you've ever seen, but maybe I will be a beautiful butterfly. Mm -hmm. Maybe that this past two years of purgatory, this past two years of treading water, that I've survived it and now I am ready to reap the rewards. I'm ready to be uh, rewarded for my patience and have a, a brand new outlook on life because everything is going to be brand new. I know. It's like you're you're about to become a beautiful butterfly. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. uh, do you want to hear some Smith? Yeah, let's get out of here because we have... Uh, uh, after dark to plan and we got a golf cart to ride and we got a golf cart to ride to the club let's go but we hope that you have enjoyed episode 46 I don't think I mentioned that at the top this is episode 46 of HTWOW we're creeping up on 50 what are we going to do for 50 I don't know when it's so 50 will be what September I don't know I can't do math okay I mean that Wait. Sounds about right. Four, and then there's like carry the. I get it. Yeah, September. So, some, sounds good. Something has to do with its double helix. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that out somewhere. We should. That's around that time we'll have our own festival. Yeah. All right. So, uh, HTW Us and Golf, babe. HTWOW Fest for our 50th. <laughs> us, Japanese breakfast and golf, babe. <laughs> I would pay so much money to see that happen. <laughs> this has been HTWOW May 2021. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell a friend. Um, if you enjoy this and you have not listened to all the previous episodes, just, you know, go back at your leisure and, uh, you know, when you're pooping or walking the dog or taking a road trip. Bring us along with you. And then sign up for the After Dark and listen to all those. Would you like to marry me? We appreciate every one of you that have made it this far. The special person that makes it to the end of HGL. Well. I would love to give you a soft nuzzle on your neck. Maybe rub my beard on your cheek. Maybe nibble on your earlobe. It always gets a little weird at the end here. Maybe a little, just a little pat on the head. Yeah, just a little circle around the crown of your head. <laughs> that hurt. <coughs> that was like Grover accompanying Morrissey.